welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today I'm delighted to introduce my guest Michaela Beccatini who will share her journey and her insights and expertise as a life transition specialist. Welcome Michaela. Oh thank you Bev and thank you to all the listeners. Michaela tell me about yourself and what you do. Yes I uh, like to call myself a life transition specialist and I am a doctor in clinical pedagogy which is a combination of traditional talk therapy, expressive therapy, coaching and positive psychology. And I also am training in a psychodrama and a group facilitator. I, in particular, I help women, men in groups who are going through intense personal professional transitions. And I help them to master their uh, mindset, to understand their emotion and to tap in, in their true resilience so they can move through the changes smoothly without suffering a complete meltdown. And... Um, I uh, wanted to specialize in, in this field as I personally have to go through intense and professional life transitions. You see, I moved to Australia in 2004 and I live on the northern beaches of Sydney with my Australian husband and my two children. And when I decided to move, I, I made the, choices to, the choice to come here to follow my current husband, who is Australian. So the problem was that at that stage, I didn't know uh, the language. I didn't know English at all. And I didn't know anything about the Australian culture. So I have to change my life completely. I have to go through the cultural shock. And I have to also learn how to negotiate in different working environments. And sometimes, you know, I felt that no one could understand me. The people didn't accept me. And I felt uncomfortable because, first of all, I didn't have the tools uh, and I didn't have the language, but also I developed a a, a victim attitude. But, you know, working, using my tools, using my knowledge, my expertise and the support of my husband, I was able to overcome all these difficulties. And now I'm here to talking to you. Oh, that's fantastic. So how would you describe your journey to where you are today? Wow. Uh, my journey has been really intense, uh, intense and challenging. Intense because I am, it was made by um, extreme emotion, both positive and negative, and challenges because, as I said before, I had to learn a new language, new culture. I had to um, connect with people in a different ways. I have to um, dispute all the negative thinking uh, that I was going through at that stage and was confusing at the same times. And I started to ask myself, did I make the right decision? Am I in the right place? 
should I continue or just give up? And I was scared, so scared. I felt alone, um, not understood. And um, this is was amplified when I developed a chronic disease in 2007. But, you know, at the same time, I found that really exciting, loving and life learning, um, a life learning uh, process. Um, exciting because I made the choice to come here. I made the choice to embrace new opportunities. And, you know, so now I am a married woman. I am a mother. And I keep going to discover new strengths, new ideas, and also to being able to share my vulnerabilities. So this is my journey mm-hmm. so far. You never know what could happen. <laughs> and I'm wondering, listeners probably thinking, what does life transition really mean? See, we need to make a distinction between transition and change. So transition is the personal, internal, emotional process that people go through when they try to deal with the change. And this change could be planned, like, for example, getting married, uh, moving house, opening a business, or unplanned, like losing a job or losing a loved one or developing, like myself, a disease. So whether the change is positive or negative can put us in difficulties because they are known and the news carers. And when we are scared, we usually um, utilize resources that we have uh, cultivated little, like, you know, we, we struggle to be flexible, to be open-minded, and we lack confidence in ourselves and what's around us. So whether we are going through a personal, um, a work, a financial or professional um, transition, we have to go through the cycle of loss with its three stages. And I call these stages an ending, and no longer and not yet, and a beginning. What happens, what differs in each of us during these stages is our attitude and our mindset. And ouch is each of us responds to the emotion or that each stage brings. So here how I can help people to really navigate the three stages without getting too anxious, without getting too stressed, and I help them to become self-aware, aware of really what this transition can bring them, and help them to leave the past behind and see your future as an evolved person. Could you explain the process of how you can build your emotional well-being? Yes, there are a few stages, <laughs> but I will try to <laughs> summarize <laughs> Yes. So first of all, I think we, we have to start to accept the process of, of our transitions, knowing that this transition could take some time, that during this transition, it could t- we could take time to change our habits to, or to heal or to move forward. As I said before, see, transition is such a personal journey that is, is, is different for, from each of us. And the first step is really to surrender and let go. Because, you know, we can't really change what has been. And uh, to be emotionally aware of this process, we need to really understand and befriend our emotions. And we can do that by giving them a name, talking about emotion and write about emotion. By writing, above all by writing, we, the emotion becomes demystified and controlled. Um, what usually I also say to my clients, well, 
is, is, is better to do, it would be good to sit down and grab a pen or paper and start again to write our needs, our wants and our desires. And I give an example. We have to see our needs like food because, you know, our needs serve us to survive. So our food, we need our food. Mm. But our want is, for example, yes, I need food, but I would like chicken. <laughs> and then when I explain what is your desire, oh, I would like chicken with cream and mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> so when we, it's really, you know, it's simple, but it's clear that it's really important. So our needs, wants and desires are the first step to be self-aware. And when we uh, acknowledge that, we can then start to write, rediscover or discover again our values for each aspect of our life. That means our values as a, for example, as a mother, as a wife, as a sister or as an entrepreneur. And when we complete this process, we are able then to plan our achievable goals. Another important thing that I usually share with my clients for to build this emotion, to build an emotional well-being, is to take care of ourselves and um, and create a good support system. And we need to know that although it's not possible to solve problem, to solve every problem. It is important to always consider possible solutions. And we can start to do that being grateful for what we already have. So there are, you know, there are so many points, but I think that this is the basic. They are the foundation of our emotional well-being. And I guess you also mentioned previously about a victim attitude. So tell me what that looks like yes. and how people can move forward from that. Absolutely. See, I'm, you know, when we face adversities, is it's quite normal to develop the victim attitude. That means, you know, we, we create excuses, we blame others, and we struggle to commit. But my message is that those uh, patterns of victim attitude at that stage, helped us to cope and survive. So stop saying, oh, Michaela, why you did that? Why you thought that? Why you blame? Blah, 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 blah. So at that stage, I didn't have a capacity to do it in a different way. At that stage, I really needed to absorb the, the, um, uh, the cycle of loss. I need to absorb the pain. Otherwise, how could I understand when I was feeling better? And one thing that really helped me to overcome this attitude was to take care of, of myself, was to um, increase my awareness of self-care. And I would like to share these little and simple activities that I often share with my clients when they are um, in the middle or in the beginning stage. And I call this activity my list of absolute no's. And what I say to them is that when we begin to practice self-care uh, during these stages, it, will be, it, it is natural for us to raise the standard of what we are willing to tolerate or not. So, and when we will, um, will find that, so in that moment, we will find that uh, certain habits no longer reflect our new way of seeing our life. So, you know, we evolved from the attitude, victim attitude now. 
because we had decided to take care of ourselves. So this um, idea to compile a list of no's is fundamental. As um, it has the function of, um, of a reminder of what we are no longer willing to accept. So I'll give you the example of my list, just to share a few points. Otherwise, we will spend the whole day here. But <laughs> for example, a few points for me are being in hurry. So in my, absolute, in my list of absolute no's, I have written being in hurry or tolerate or participate in gossip or not expressing my values, my ideals, my emotion, or, for example, spend time on personal and professional relationships that are not in line with what I am or what I want to be. Other three points, for example, is eat without hunger, or another one they really like, answer the phone during meals, or think about work when I'm not at work. See, this... Um, examples illustrate how habit can change if the aim is to take more care of ourselves. So your list, if you, you know, if you start to write your list, you need to, you will, you will see that this list will tell a lot about you. Well, um, you should try, try to think what you are not doing or what you want to stop doing. Because in doing that, really, you will impl implement new behaviors. New behaviors, they will help you to overcome the attitude, victim attitude, and behaviors, they will help you to strengthen, to protect and improve yourself. So this is a simple but yet powerful, you know, uh, activity that usually everyone likes it. <laughs> and I suggest to keep the list in front of you. And each time, if you want, you can add something on your list and you know I for example keep it on myself for my journal so every time they open my journal I can add <laughs> some points and so how does this play out when I'm obviously either in relationship with other people so I have my list of absolute no's they may have different things that perhaps compromise mine so how would I have that conversation you know I'm going to let, let's talk about uh, perhaps you mentioned one about not you know not answering the phone uh, during meals it could yep. be not having the tv on during meals so how would somebody negotiate that in their family look uh, i think uh, the most important thing is communication so if we're thinking about family when you are aware of your needs and your values it will be easier to communicate your needs or communicate what is really important to you. Um, it, obviously, you know, if my daughter, she's two and a half, she, she will actually struggle to understand that. But I could certainly have that kind of conversation with my husband. So when we are clear of what we need, it will be easier to interact and communicate with the third party. So, it, it, you know, is um. The only things we need to understand, for example, when we're talking about goals, because this is, could be, you know, also your list of goals. When we're talking about goals, we need to remember that we need to be flexible. You know, we can't say, oh, this is my life and I don't care what others think about it. Um, we really need to be flexible and open-minded. We need to know that everything can change. In fact, the only certain things in our life is change. <laughs> 
So, so you know, we it's true. We need to have this list. We need to be aware of ourselves, of what we really need, what we would like to become, and what we are now. And it, it will be easier. I, I can I can tell you that 100% sure that it will be easier to interact with others when you know when you stand for and when you know your limits. It's not a crime to know our limits and to communicate that. So I would suggest always to be, you know, out to yourself, to be transparent um, and, and, and will help us. Um, I, the extremes don't help. So consider the extremes don't really help. But we need to find the line where we are comfortable to say, okay, this is what I think. This is what I need. Now it's time to negotiate. Yeah, that's beautiful because I guess in our lives, you know, we do need to make, for want of a better word, a compromise. Yeah. So that there's harmony, but it's not about giving up our own needs and sacrificing everything for ourselves, which I think is what women tend to do more of. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Or sometimes they, they do not they're not explicit about their needs and their partner and their other people in their life are left guessing what their needs are or they only know that the need has been not met because they're perhaps a bit angry or Mm. or frustrated, you know. So it's great that you talk about the flexibility but also the talking about your need, you know, putting that out there so that somebody can who's in relationship with you can meet you either halfway or all the way you know wherever wherever that line needs to be yes yes and you know we we need to this is also taking action you know you take action when you really started to communicate when you really start to share what you need even that is taking action it's not maybe tangible you can't touch it but it's that means taking action for your self-care yeah, definitely. So, Michaela, if you could talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you share with her to put her on the path to lifelong well-being? Yeah, um, probably I'll repeat myself, but really is keep expressing your true self and your vulnerability, um, knowing that it's not a crime to be a sensitive person. And, uh, you know, we always have to love yourself to be known for who you are. This is my clear message and I keep going telling to myself and I keep going telling to my clients or my family. Yes, and perhaps you'd like to tell me about your emotional first aid online course. Yes, I'm delighted to inform you that um, I created a seven module um, of an, an online course which I call Turning Page. And these seven modules is um, for whoever is in the middle of a transition and needs some practical tools that they can use whenever and wherever uh, to face the emotional roller coaster when they welcome the new you. So this, um, the program um, is, uh, is on, um, uh, you will receive um, an email. You can, there is a lot of parts that need to be, you need to answer a lot of questions and write. As I said before, we have to to be comfortable with our emotions. We have to start to give them a name, to talk about them and to write about them. And uh, you can fill uh, the module straight away or you can print the module. 
and um, and you also have two sessions with me face to face or Skype, and they included in the course, and uh, with great value. And also, I forgot to say that in already on the seven module, I share with you a lot of bonuses. Yes, I'm really excited about it. So who is that for? Is it you mentioned earlier, women and men? So yeah. do you find that this is applicable for for both men and women? Oh, absolutely. And um, because yeah, thank you for asking me. Because a lot of people, I work with lots of men. Yeah, it's not it's 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 not common that a, a female therapist work with men, but probably because my approach is really practical. And I'm a, a, a believer that we need to help men to be emotionally aware and emotionally available. So, you know, I'm, I hope is that the exercise is really practical and they're not confronting in a sense that they don't have to talk to me directly when they're not ready. So they can work and then they can, you know, I decided to have a session with me when they're ready, when they have a question. So I, I understand that sometimes, you know, working with our emotion could be confronting. For that reason, I decided to do an, an online course. This is, is the first step, the online course, um, for helping, you know, women, but also men, they struggle to accept the cycle of loss. Whether, you know, the personal professional or spiritual life. That's great. Thank you. So what are your tips for living fabulously, Michaela? Wow. Um, many, but <laughs> start with you. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, be grateful. We need to start to be grateful. Um, we, we could, it could be a ritual for every morning to wake up and start to write what we are grateful for, or we could also do at nighttime. That is really important. Another important step for me um, is to let fear walk beside us and not in front of us. We need to be courageous and we need to leave the comfort zone. Um, so we, when we started that process, it would be easier for us to surrender and to let go. Another good point is to try not to judge, to remain open to every possibility that life gives us. We need to be open to new learning. We need to be open to connecting your way to embrace the change. So we can easily leave behind. We love what has been and what is no longer. And remember to ask for help. That is my last <laughs> point, I would say. Yes, ask for help. That's so true. Yes, because people, we, if, as you said before, if we, we do not speak up, we will never get what we need. Mm -hmm. So speak up and ask for help. Beautiful. You can find Michaela by searching for her website. It's www.michaelabeccatini. Uh, Michaela, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I love the way that you talk about transition being such a personal journey. And it really inspiring when you say that we need to surrender and let go, knowing that we have the power to make choices. I think this is just such an important thing to remember, whether, as you said, a positive or a negative, that we do have a choice. Yes, of course, always and forever. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. Appreciate that. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure, Bev. It's been a really pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been an honor talking to you. 
Thank you so much for listening and I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.